Apologize, guys, uh, for the, the the delay on the on the episode. Uh, we I promise you, we weren't just uh, uh, avoiding talking about it because we will talk about it. It was yep. tempting. <laughs> no time. You said what, Zach? It was tempting to do so. It's tempting to do so. <laughs> we we'll promise you, we're not avoiding to talk about the loss. Um, but we we had some things going on this week and. Uh, but we're here. We're we're going to discuss what happened uh, last week in the loss against Florida State. Obviously, definitely not uh, the result LSU fans were looking for. Uh, definitely some questions uh, to be had and a lot left to be desired. Um, we'll talk about it though. We we're not pressing the panic button here at at, at at TA. At least I'm not. Zach, are you pressing the panic button yet? No. Panic. Panic. No. Season over. No, um, as I have stated before, and I'll state on here again, I believe that Florida State is the toughest opponent you'll face this year outside of if you make it into an SEC championship game or if you make it into a college football playoff. I fully believe Florida State is your toughest opponent of the regular season. And, yes, that includes Alabama. Yeah, I mean, man, they they looked really, really stinking good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, we, they we can, it looked like a championship team. Yeah, we can point to all the flaws of LSU, and there there were well, there were flaws. There's no doubt about it. And no, we'll, we'll no discuss doubt. some of them, um, and, and problems. But Florida State deserves the credit. Like I think the credit where credits too. I'm not gonna. I will say this, Zach. I'm willing to say this. We did not lose because, well. It's it plays part of it, but but here's what I'm going to say: I don't think we lost because of our mistakes and shortcomings. I think simply Florida State was better than you. Uh, yeah, that night I I really do. I just think they were better, and the better team won. Uh, they were they were executing better uh, on both sides of the ball, and uh, that that ultimately led to them winning. Um, also. I don't think the the score is reflective, Zach, of, of what the game really was. Um, if you want my honest opinion, I mean, guys, we, we went into the third, the end of the third quarter, you're down a touchdown mm-hmm. and you have the ball. Of course, the third quarter ends with the big drop pass or underthrown ball, both. Uh, I, I see, but I see people trying to take both sides of that, Zach. It's both. Like, the ball was dropped and the ball was underthrown. Like people are trying to pin that on Brian Thomas, and other people are trying to pin that on on Jade Daniels. 
Like it was both. The ball was underthrown and the ball was dropped. Um, it, it was it was on both parts. I don't understand why people want to pick one person. Um, anyways, that's beside the point. But the, the, that quarter ends with that big play. You know, if you convert that play to end the third quarter, you go to the fourth quarter with some momentum. You're you're driving. You're down a touchdown, but it ends with a drop ball, underthrown ball to a, a, a wide open Brian Thomas. Um, and then the fourth quarter starts with Malik Neighbors slipping and falling, the interception, and from there it felt like the fire was taken out of LSU. I don't. I'll say this: I don't know if there was a that big of a flame to begin with, but whatever fire was there was taken away and smothered yeah. um, at that point. And the fourth quarter they ran away with it. So. I it was a closer game I think than than what people are making it out to be because I think they just ran away with it in the fourth quarter. Uh, when 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 the score hit thirty one seventeen the game was over. Yeah, that was it. Um, so we'll get to the details of all that, Zach. But I think first and foremost, Zach, we need to say, guys, we lost this game last year. Uh, obviously, we didn't lose the same way because it's a different game, different teams. Um, but we, we don't need to take this game and just scrub the season. Like we, we can't do that. Last season, we had a great season, a very exciting season. We, we, we beat Alabama and beat Ole Miss when they were both top 10 teams. Yeah. Um, and, and had a, a a great season. I mean, you won 10 games, obviously the A&M thing, I think was the most disappointing part of last season. For and sure. all that happened after losing to Florida State and getting absolutely humiliated by Tennessee in your own stadium. So we're one game in, we're one week in, and there's a lot of football left to be played. And you, you've got a, a tune-up game this week. You've been punched in the mouth. How are you going to respond? How, how are you going to pick yourself back up and respond? Are you going to are you now going to decide to play with a competitive edge? Are you now going to decide we're not just going to to be a average team that goes to some home hole bowl game? We're still here and we still want to compete for the SEC West. We want to win the SEC West and we want to put ourselves in position to still make a playoff uh, uh, position, which is all, folks, it is all still possible. Uh, oh, you can you can still win the SEC West, go play in the SEC Championship, and land yourself in the playoffs. But you have to change a lot of things. You got to change a lot of things. Um, namely, I, I think most and foremost, uh, or first and foremost, Zach, which I did not think would have ever been a problem, uh, which is probably the biggest shock to me, is the competitive edge. The fire of the team just lacked. It lacked. And um, that was very surprising to me. So don't press the panic button. Brian Kelly is a good coach. He understands what was wrong. He understands. I mean, he's, he's talked about it in his press conferences. He understands the competitive edge was not where it needed to be. He understands the execution wasn't where it needed to be. And, and more specifically, some things within the defense, within the offense that we're going to discuss that wasn't where it needed to be. And they're going to, to make corrections and work on things. And 
move forward and try to work on uh, this season and get better. Um, so we, we've got to not overreact. Zach, I think that is the worst part of a loss is not the actual loss, but listening to the LSU fans afterwards. Yeah, fall, falling captive to the present. You said what now? Fall, falling captive for falling prisoner uh, of the present. Like just the tyranny of the urgent. Like they, they just – whatever is in front of them is, 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 is the worst thing ever or the greatest mm-hmm. thing ever. And I think that makes it – LSU fans make it more worse than it has – than it needs to be, really. So, Zach, what are your overall thoughts? And then we'll get into the, some of the details of, like, specific things that definitely need to change. Well, I, I'll say this, and, fan, you know, our listeners, our viewers are going to say, oh, well, he's just, you know, he's just saying that because it's over now. But I honestly had chalked this up as a loss before the season. Um, I knew what Florida State had coming back. I knew it was going to be in Orlando. Um, I did not think LSU was going to go undefeated on the season. Um, and last week, did I pick LSU? Yeah. And I, mainly because I was hype and ready for the season, and I was so ready to see LSU get a win in week one because we haven't seen that in what will now eventually be. Uh, next year, it will have been five years since we've seen a week one win. Um, so it was extremely, you know, definitely a uh, just a – a pick that I made last week that was really just kind of motivated uh, out of a a hype and a desire to see this team win. Um, but in my heart of hearts, I did not think they were going to win this game. I thought they were going to lose this game. Um, I picked them this year to go 10-2, and two, and those two losses were to Florida State and to Alabama. So, you know, I, I'm not surprised at all. I'm not surprised by this. By this loss, I am surprised in the manner of which they lost. Um, and I understand some of it was garbage time touchdowns, but for me, as you said, Reagan, it was like there just seemed like there wasn't a fight in them. Uh, and you know, they that has to change, that absolutely has to change. And so now we have to wait and see, um, how, how they look this week, how they look against state. Um, is there that competitive edge? Uh, which I completely agreed with you uh, on that statement. The other concerning thing was the offensive line. We knew the offensive line was going to be improved, but I thought that they would be a lot better in run protection than they were uh, this past Sunday Sunday night. Um, And pass pro wasn't bad. I mean, I think they allowed maybe two uh, sacks or something like that, Reagan. Um, yeah, the pass protection wasn't wasn't terrible. I mean, Jared Verse was was just Jared uh, Verse was Jared Verse was Jared Verse, and he beat you a couple times. And I think that's that was what that was. Other than that, I yeah, like the pass pro was was I thought good, but run 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 blocking was not good at all. They're gonna have to get more push, and you know, obviously, we'll see that this you know tonight. Uh, you know, against Grambling. So, you know, don't watch tonight and see LSU dominating the lines and be like, oh, good, everything's fixed. We, we need to see what happens when they face State. We need to see what happens when they face Ole Miss. We need to see what happens when they face yeah. Arkansas. Um, when you have some SEC lines you're going to have to face. Because if LSU is getting bullied up front, it's going to be hard for them 
really hard for them um, to compete. I mean, they'll be able to compete, but it's to me, it's going to be difficult for them to be complex in their offensive scheme because if you can't run the football, then teams are going to do what Florida State did on yeah. this past Sunday night, which is they're going to have their DBs not playing bump and run. They're going to play back a little bit, give the receiver some cushion, let you play underneath, and that's ultimately what Florida State did. I understand like the vertical passing threat, and I made a big statement about it. That you know that was one of the TA tools for Triumph last week, and I wanted to see more of a vertical passing threat. But you really can't do it whenever you have no run game. When you have no run game and you can't set up, you know, play action, and when the when the DBs are able to just kind of sit back and let everything come underneath, it makes it more difficult to take shots. Um, because Florida State was kind of taking that away from LSU. They yeah. really just wanted them to be able to play in front, pl- play in front of them, uh, and get stops. And that's ultimately what Florida State did. So it is frustrating, Reagan. It was extremely disappointing, you know, to you know get hyped up for the season and then see everything that unfolded. Yeah, and that's and that's part of the reaction. That is part You've of the been reaction. Psyching yourself up for so long and then it's just an immediate letdown so that's that's part of the reaction and, and i sympathize with that and i will zach i will defend you uh uh everybody he he did text before the game uh in our group text he texted us the day before the game and and said i i will not be surprised at all if this is a loss so i i mean i'll kind of defend you there he, he did kind of allude to the fact that zach thought this was going to be a loss so he's not just pulling bull crap out of the air, <laughs> no, I, I mean, and, and saying that in, in you know with with twenty twenty vision now after all this. So, no. um, look, the another thing we got to point out, Zach, is this is probably the best defensive line you're going to face as well, and that's no excuse. It's no excuse, but Braden Fisk was causing absolute problems in the middle. Oh, he's, in, in the he's middle of the line. talent. He's round uh, one talent. Braden Fisk was 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 disrupting everything in the middle, and then of course you had to deal with Jared, uh, uh, Jared Verse, and he's a problem. So, in terms of like the run blocking and whatnot, I I definitely think we'll have more success in in other games. Um, but the the goal line, like man, you 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 get right down there immediately, and you can't punch it in. You don't get points. Like those yeah. were brutal. Those were brutal good. losses that you took there, and, and obviously, mentally, that that's a thing for guys. You know, we went down there. We we're at the half yard line, and we could not get our running back in like on three or four tries. Yeah. Um. So I mean that that mentally. Can can do some damage to a player, you know. Like, well, we weren't we weren't able to, and there was some conversation or a comment from a defensive lineman from Florida State, and of course, we have no idea how true this is or if he actually said it or not. But Miles Frazier, he he said it was number seventy, which is Miles Frazier, supposedly told the their defensive line, "Man, y'all are really good," which like. That almost like is a is a way of saying it's like y'all are better than us right now. White, y'all white are flag. Us. Yes. White flag. Right. And if that's true, that means mentally they were kind of checking out. 
Like that also shows the competitive edge was gone. And the competitive edge was gone. Like you don't tell you that. Edge, you don't man, tell that. Fast talking, man. And you're not saying that. So um I, I think the, the the competitive edge was lacking and, and that kind of added to that situation with the offensive line, if that was true or not. We don't know if it was. But I don't think that Florida State guy would just say that for the heck of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like like, why would he say that and specifically name number 70, which is one of our linemen? You know what I mean? So I think there's some validity to what he's saying. Uh, I'm not saying he's lying, but, I, I, you know, I think it could have happened. Um, so that – and that was evident. I feel like that him saying that was also equivalent to what we were seeing play out on the field, like in their mentality. So, I don't know. There, there's get definitely – you know, Brian Kelly said we're going to see some of Lance Hurd tonight. You know, I, I definitely think there needs to be that because right now you're really only trusting Will Campbell and, and Garrett Dellinger in terms of the running game and that side of the ball uh, because it was rough on the other side, the right side. So there was that. And also the, the, the defensive backs were a problem. We all knew that was kind of going to be a problem and a mismatch. Um, yeah. I I don't think I, – I, I said here, Zach, that I didn't think it was going to be as big enough problem because I thought our offense was going to score a lot of points. Obviously, that didn't happen. So uh, the defensive backs' mistakes were obviously very elevated. Um, and also, Deuce Chestnut was just in a mismatch like all night long. Uh, he He's an undersized – he's like 5'10", I believe. And – you know, Johnny Wilson is like six foot whatever. Uh, and then Keon Coleman, man, Keon Coleman had a, had a career night. So, and they, you know, and they also got mismatches with, with major burns and Keon Coleman and the one-on-one in, in the end zone. Yeah. Um, and Jordan Travis was willing to, to make those passes, trust his receivers and, and they made us pay on it. Um, they made us pay on it because, uh, Jordan was willing to go to to trust his receivers and make those throws, and I, I mean, I'll just be honest, Zach. It just didn't feel like Jaden was there. It was it felt very, very similar on our offensive side of the ball to last year. Like we thought that the communication and the chemistry was going to be far better, and it looked like it was. It really looked like it was in fall camp and whatnot between you know, like Jaden and Malik. But there was that one series where they literally just, like, for three plays straight were, like, literally just trying to get Malik the ball. And they couldn't do it. Yep. There was some kind of miscommunication or the ball was misplaced or, like, it was literally, like, three straight plays. Yep. So, and they couldn't do it. And Malik was visibly frustrated. So there's definitely some stuff to work on in the passing game as well. Um, the the issue is you have to get the run game going for them to respect the run game for you to open the passing game up, and, and neither of that was happening. I will say this, though. Before the fourth quarter, you were able to kind of move the ball. You were able to, 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 to move the ball on them and make things happen. And then in the fourth quarter, that that disappeared, and all of that goes back to the competitive edge issue, which I feel like they absolutely lost. 
Um, but man, you think about a guy like Keon Coleman, Zach. He's in Louisiana. He was in the same class as uh, uh, Brian Thomas and Malik and Chris Hilton. And you just think, why did we miss that guy? Yeah. Why did we miss that guy? Because that's a that is a problem. He is a problem. And this is why you recruit in Louisiana. You don't let a guy like that go. Yeah. He's clearly good enough. Clearly. So you can't let that guy go, which that was under the, the previous uh, staff with Ed Ordron. So we'd have no idea, you know, why that was missed, why he was overlooked. Maybe they felt co- felt comfortable with Brian and Malik and Chris, and so they passed on Keon. But, man, wh- why would you? Why would you when you see that? Like, anyways, so things you definitely got to work. Also, Zach, one thing we haven't discussed is is pass rush. Um, the pass oh. rush lacked, and we we said here that was one of your tools that you needed. You needed a pass rush Had to, to help it. these DBs out, and that didn't happen. You didn't get I, Zach. We didn't sack him one time. I don't. We didn't have a sack. Um, and part of that was how you essentially coached Harold Perkins out of the game and, and mm-hmm. took his ability out of the game. It was similar to last year's game. They didn't have to worry about Harold Perkins. Perkins. Nope. They didn't have to worry about him. You know, we heard from Mar- – see, this is a few things that, that I was – like things we heard of, we're not seeing. Like – we heard of things with Aaron Anderson. We're, we are absolutely going to get Aaron Anderson the ball. He must be touching the ball. We've got to work him into the play calling. He got like one play. Yeah. One play. You also hear about Harold Perkins. You know, he's going to be all over the field. We're going to move him. He's going to be versatile. They're going to have to account. They will have to account for Harold Perkins every single play. They're going to have to look up and try and find number four every play because we're going to be moving him around. It just wasn't the case. He was like in coverage all night. You stayed in the box you, much and dropped out of coverage. You, you, you neutered him of what he does best. Like, you took his competitive edge and diminished it. Like, Harold Perkins in and of himself could have brought that game to life, but you took that out of that game. How many times did you see him sneak up to the line? And you're like, okay, maybe it's it, maybe it's it. Boom, drop back in the cover. Yeah. Like, I just, oh. like, there was a couple times. They they sent him a couple times. Yeah. Uh, there was one time specifically that I remember they sent him, and he would have he would have gotten Jordan Travis. But Savion Jones got in his way. Mm-hmm. He got in his way. And, like, kind of tripped Perkins up. And so Jordan got loose and threw a ball downfield and hit Johnny Wilson. And it was like a third down. It was like it was. I think it was a third and long. Um, Shocker! <laughs> yeah, like he literally got in Perkins' way, and it, it, he he had him dead to rights. And I think it was the way the tackle kind of pushed Savion off. Savion got free, and he started running. And having gotten loose from the tackle, he was kind of stumbling a little bit and trying to get free. And like tripped and fell right in front of Harold Perkins as Harold was rounding, you know, trying to get to Jordan Travis and and just 
literally essentially blocked him from getting to him. Yeah. Uh, so you, you've got to use Harold Perkins better. You, you, there is, there was no excuse for that. And I'm very shocked at that because Matt house was amazing last year at making adjustments, doing things better, utilizing his players. I, I was very shocked at that. Um, and, and surprised at, at that because Matt house did a lot better last year. And so that yeah. was perplexing. That was, I'll perplexing. say, I'll say this, like I'm not calling for Brian Kelly's head or any of these, you know, coordinators head as of right now, but you know, I think there were some things that we saw in that game that were concerning, like, you know, as you mentioned, like neuter and Harold Perkins, like that's not something I would have thought that Brian Kelly would allow, you know, um, the lack of halftime adjustments from both Kelly and the uh, and Matt House, like that's not something I would have thought I'd seen. Um, so I will say, like that is concerning. Like that is concerning. I'm not. I'm not going to go out here and say like the sky is falling and LSU is going to, you know, have a crap season or whatever. But um, those were definitely sides to LSU, sides to these coaches that we I don't think we've seen yet. And I would say Brock, I would say Den Brock more so than than Matt House. That that would be my my take. Uh, After the second half, yes, because Florida State Florida oh, State made offensive adjustments in the second half that we didn't adjust in the second half to. Uh, like like we were we were doing well defensively in the first half, and I think that's why they didn't really change much because we were doing well defensively. Then Florida State began running this this two running back set, and LSU was really struggling with that two. They you remember they would they would have like a like a running back on each side of Jordan Travis, and they never adjusted to that, and it caused us a lot of problems. That's what I'm saying. You you got to be. I would say game as well. I would say the play calling from from uh, uh, Denbrock was very vanilla. Was very vanilla and and not and very. Uh, I would say uh, overall, Zach. I mean, uh, outside the of the, was great. That's what I was about to say. Outside of the first series, it was very vanilla, very plain, and and very predictable almost. And that's concerning because you know the first series of the game, you have plays already mapped out, mm-hmm. so they have those things mapped out. Yeah, that's true. So the in-game play calling was very lacking. Matt House, on the other hand, needed to adjust in the second half, not at halftime, because the defense was, I think, was playing very well, or not very well, was playing good enough to win this game in the first half, and then Florida State began to adjust and do some things differently, and we didn't adjust. Um, There was something else I was going to say. I'm drawing a blank on it now. But I, I think Denbrock has got to do a better job. I'm not saying Matt House doesn't need to do a better job, Zach. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying I was more concerned with Denbrock's play calling than Matt House's adjustments to their to to that because the defense was playing solid. It really was. It was and the defense was getting us off the field a few times. Um the uh, one struggle though with the defense was was getting off on third down. Third down they man. they were they were converting third downs a lot too. I have a so, little confidence in, in third and short, and I did third and long. Right. So, 
that you, you got to make some uh, some changes. Uh, you got to let Harold Perkins loose and let him make electric plays. Let's see uh, more of Aaron Anderson. Let's we got we got to see some more creative play calling. Um, you got to execute though as well. I will say that. Oh, that that's the thing I was going to say, Zach. Is I think yes, we have some great wide receivers, but I'm going to echo what T. Bob Abair has been saying. Yes, I think we have great receivers. I think Malik is a great receiver. But we as LSU fans since 2019 have kind of been pedestaling our receivers. And it just hasn't been what we always hype it up to be. Yeah. I mean, 2020 was decent, you know, pretty good, you know, because he had to case on have his, you know, breakout year. Right. That. But we, we've kind of got to quit pedestaling them. Like, we pedestaled last year, okay, Sean, he's back. He's going to be good, and he's wearing number seven, and and Malik, and right, and, like, it just wasn't last year what we thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And it feels like the same, like, this year, like, we're, okay, you know, Malik and, and, and Kyron and BT, and, man, they had a year, and, and they're doing better, and they, and like, and then it shows up, and it's just not as good. It's just not as good. So I think we also need to quit pedestaling these guys before they actually play um, because the drops were a problem. The drops oh, were a serious problem. Um, very much so. Like Kyron dropped essentially a touchdown on that third down play. He turned up field before he caught the ball. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I just – there was a lot left to be desired and a lot of changes that need to be made. Um, we we got to – we got to get the run game going so we can unhitch the horse, unhitch the wagon, and let this office which office there's get no, wide open. There's no Logan Diggs, you know. Apparently, he's still kind of banged. Well, up he was still with an injury, supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently, you know, he's still banged banged up. I'm interested to see what he looks like whenever he gets back. You know, Armani Goodwin. Let's see how he looks. Um, yeah. Trey Bradford was essentially your best back. <laughs> yeah, scored the first touchdown for, of LSU season. Never would have thought, thought that. Never would have thought that. Me neither. But man, you you there's got there's a lot to work on. There's a lot to work on. Uh and we'll see how what Brian Kelly does. I think he's a good enough coach. I think they can I think they can make the changes. I I, I think they make a couple slight changes and it changes drastically. I, I think if you put Harold Perkins back where he can make plays and let him do what he does, that changes the defense drastically. Just yeah. just that one change. Uh, you know, if if you can get the run game going, that changes the offense drastically. So I, I we'll we'll see how it plays out, but definitely some things that you got to work on, Zach, coming out of the Florida State game. But 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 guys, but you're the only team last week of, of last week. You you're you're really the only team. We were the only top ten matchup. You played a top ten team. There's no doubt Florida State is going to probably contend for the ACC. They'll be the favorite to win the ACC this year. They're going to contend for a playoff spot all year long. They are a national championship contending team. You played a very good team last week in in the first week of the season. It sucks that you lost, but you played a very good team to measure yourself against. Now you have a tune-up game. How are you going to respond? Tune yourself up make the adjustments and get ready for a game in Starkville next week and begin to build off of this loss 
don't let this loss define our season and collapse the season early. Build off of it. And I think it can be a positive rather than a negative later on in the season. For sure. Right, because you expose the flaws. You expose, yeah, you expose the flaws now, now you know you right watch. off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, let you get the comments. Sorry, y'all. We, we we went we got on our rants. We we got plenty of comments. We need to Brian said my finger isn't on the panic button. I'm taking uh, a wait and see approach. Remember when fans were questioning Jay Johnson and calling for certain players to be benched? Same thing can happen here. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So he also said I had a bob a bad vibe last week. I tried to shrug it off, but every time I feel that way, they don't do well. Yeah, you just kind of know. He had that voodoo magic going for him. <laughs> Tyler said. Is it just me, or am I the only one that wants to see if the offense has a different mentality with Nuss at the head? You're not no the shot. only one. Not no you're shot. You're definitely not game. the only one. No, you're definitely you're not. Definitely the not the only one. I will tell you that. The thing is, this offense looks completely different un- under Garrett Nussmeyer. Jaden is not Garrett, and Garrett is not Jaden. So us trying to compare the two and what it's going to look like, it's not going to look the same. It's not going to. It's and. In, it, I know you said my say what might look better. The the play style is different, so their offense is going to be ran different. Uh, so we don't know if it's going to be quote unquote better for what Garrett's play style is. Like with Garrett's play style, uh, or if it's good or not. Same thing with Jaden. You know, I mean, you can't say all right, we're going to trot Garrett Mushmire out there. And run the exact same offense and see if it's better. It, it's not the same. It's not going to be the same offense. Um, you, you'll probably see J- Garrett tonight, though. We'll see. Yeah, we'll probably see see him later tonight. Um, so, anyways, uh, let's see what else we got in here. Tyler also said our players quit once they got behind. Pretty much. Yeah, uh, I mean in the fourth quarter for sure. Um, Ryan said, "There's no identity, swag, and leadership from this team." I agree. Not, not right now. There isn't. There needs to be a drive. There needs to be a a push. So, not sure what's going on with that right now. Yeah, uh, Ryan saying your audio. Yeah, something happened with your audio. Audio there, Zach, when you were talking there. It sounds like your 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 microphone cut off and you're using your computer's microphone or something like that. Can you hear me? Yeah, that's a lot better. A lot better. Okay, good deal. Yeah. All right, well, let's take a quick break and I can adjust this audio stuff. <laughs> and then uh, when we come back, we will discuss, uh, obviously, the game tonight and give our TA tools for triumph and also discuss a little bit of some other college football games that are going on this weekend that we're interested about. Five-star hero. Your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem. And at Twitter at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein-Stevens, attorney at law. All right, we're back. We're back. Uh, let's see. Tyler said, I'm meaning that the receivers played differently for Nuss. 
Potentially. Maybe I mean, uh, you're gonna have to accept yeah. that Jaden's a quarterback right now. I mean, Jaden's QB one. Uh, Brian Kelly obviously has made that decision. He's made it very well known, and I think, you know, we have to trust Brian Kelly. Do you? Tr- the question is, do you trust Brian Kelly? And I trust Brian Kelly. And if he believes Jaden Daniels needs to be the starting quarterback, then I'm with him. Yeah, and I think Jaden is a, a better decision maker overall right now. Uh, more, more, um, what's the word? He's definitely more obviously experienced. more experienced, yeah. uh, but but more molded and 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 a better decision maker. Therefore, he doesn't make the mistakes that that Garrett really makes because. You see Garrett come in and just, yeah, man, he can throw the ball downfield and he can get it downfield, and he does it pretty accurately sometimes, but also he makes some really bad decisions sometimes, turn the ball over. Um, and it's kind of in his problem. Maybe they've worked with him, and maybe the the turnovers isn't as bad as a problem anymore. Maybe. maybe. I, don't, I don't know. But um, also Jaden adds something to – the game with his with his legs that people just have to respect, um, and it, it adds another piece to the game. And and so, right now, Jaden's your guy, and he led us to a great season last year, and I think he can this year. So, let's everybody wants to kind of tap out on Jaden immediately and, and blame him, and he's really not the one to blame in this game at all. Um, I think there's a few things he definitely could have done better, but he's not the one to blame in this game. And the interception that that happened that he threw wasn't even his fault because the receiver fell down. So, anyway, that, that, anyways. All right, Zach, we'll talk about tonight's game, uh, your thoughts. Obviously, it's uh, it's Grambling. Uh, you know, I'm I'm going to show respect to Grambling, and, and, and uh, you know, they're probably a solid team, FCS team. Uh, obviously, it's an in-state Louisiana team, and – it's a great thing that obviously whenever LSU plays Grambling tonight, it will be the first Zach. Like we will play, have played all in-state teams now in the state of Louisiana, which is a great thing for the state. Um, but clearly, you're you're going to be playing a, a, an inferior opponent. Yeah. Um, and we understand that this is probably going to be a blowout in some ways. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's not close. But more than anything, Zach, I think you definitely want to work on some of the things and build on some of the things that were problems last week and see if you can change the mentality and get some positive momentum moving forward into uh, the away game next week against State. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, tonight's going to be one of those nights where you watch it and you just want to – you're watching not to really – I mean, you're kind of you're watching for the enjoyment of the game, but what I'm trying to get at is you're not watching for like the excitement and the entertainment side of things uh, with this game. Like you're watching to enjoy LSU get a win, and you're watching to see okay, what new wrinkles do we throw in there? What are the some adjustments that we make from next week that we can discuss heading into the state game? Because you know, obviously, it gets real when you know next week when you start playing. State on the road, you're in conference. So um, it becomes real then. And, you know, you need to be able to lick your wounds in this game and, and also get some fight back. I'm very interested to see how 
how that goes this tonight versus Grambling. Um, you know what else? Another thing that we haven't really discussed that we talked about a lot during the offseason and build up. We didn't see – I don't think we saw the other tight ends as much, like at no, all. No, we didn't. That's, um, that's what I'm saying. You hear about it all. You hear well, about we it. We didn't see it. We didn't see it. Um, Mason – oh, that was another thing. Mason Taylor's got to get the ball more. Yeah, he's got to get the ball more. He, he was good. Mason Taylor was good. When they gave um, the ball to him, he did great. When they got when he got the ball, he was phenomenal. Get the ball to him. Um, get the ball more to your guys. I mean, I want to see Aaron Anderson get the ball more. I want to see him get another shot at punt returning. I know that was like, oh, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Deja vu. Um Jeez. let's give him a break. Um that probably was on his mind, honestly. Like he's probably back there, like, oh gosh, last year they dropped this twice. <laughs> Please don't let me drop this drop. <laughs> you know. Yeah, the commentators said that. They were like, you know, you keep hearing about all these problems last year. It gets on your mind and can mess with you mentally. Yeah, 100%. And so, you know, I want to see him back there receiving it. Can we get – we need to get a better, like, protection for these guys that are – like, if you have better protection, he could kind of muff it and then pick it back up, you know, like, and then go. But, like, it's like – they're there. Like, the guys are there, and they're catching the ball, like, when they're there. You know, I'm like, oh, my God. Let me tell you what. DeSoto Central had a lot better um, <laughs> punt return turning last night. I don't know who it was that was out there. I don't know their name. <laughs> they're not going to watch us anyway, so it won't matter. But number eight for DeSoto Central, bro, that dude can catch some punts. Now, we'll see making some, uh, some, some catches that he probably should have called fair catch on. You know, probably, probably get away off. Yeah, but dude was catching, catching punt returns and immediately getting nailed and hold on to the ball. I mean, like <laughs> there was two or three times that you know he didn't signal for fair catch. Ball came, defenders there. Like as soon as ball hits his hands, <laughs> defenders like on him, and he catches the ball. Yeah, we never, we never dropped the ball on a punt return last night. So that's another reason we weren't, we weren't able to go last night. Uh, we, we, I went down to Jonesboro. Uh, in into Reagan's neck of the woods to watch yeah. uh, our uh, our old high school team. Yeah, our our alma mater came here close by me. Yeah. Our alma mater, you know, played a team where Reagan lives, and so we went and got to watch them, and I got to see Reagan. So it, it was good, and and they won. They 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 destroyed some some hurricane team. That was another weird thing. Like you're in Jonesboro, Arkansas, and your mascot is the Hurricanes. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Zach, I will say uh, uh, this: uh, some things, some positive things. Uh, the transfers on the defensive line looked good. Braden Swinson, in particular, had a great game. He was yeah. the only guy it felt like that was playing with some fire. Uh, yeah. I really liked what I saw out of out of Braden Swinson, uh, and Jordan Jefferson played a great game too. In the middle, and of course, Mikhail Wingo was was great. Not, uh, really Wingo excited. Like a lot. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what Mikhail could do alongside Mason Smith. That's going to be really fun. That's so that's another thing we got to consider. Like yeah. the the defensive line, I think can cause some problems this year, especially once Mason Smith gets back and gets going. Um, Jordan Jefferson, Braden Swinson, like that. I'm I really liked what I saw out of those guys last week. Um, but Zach, you know, in terms of, of, of this week's game, you know, I, I don't know much about grambling, so 
<laughs> like, I, I think we're going to, I think we're obviously going to go out there and it's going to be a home, it's going to be a typical home opener uh, against Grambling. You go out there, you'll win the game. The Did big part of this game, huh? Do we wear purple tonight? No, you're not wearing purple tonight because it's the home opener. They okay. always wear white on the home opener. I figured so. I figured yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's a home opener, so they're going to be wearing the white. Um, mo- more than anything, Zach, you got a big recruiting weekend. You got a big recruiting weekend this weekend that you've got a lot of guys on campus. And so they need to have a good weekend uh, in, t- in, in the recruiting field. And so you need you just need to go out there and dominate so these recruits can watch a dominant game for LSU as well. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, look, LSU's going to win tonight, and they're going to win in in dominant fashion. The things I we need to watch for tonight, uh, which it's hard to judge. It's just hard to judge when you're playing a, a team like this. But still, you work on on some things. Are we catching one thing that that doesn't involve? the the other team is simply catching the ball are we catching the ball better um is our offensive line uh getting the run game going uh how is our dbs doing against a lower caliber lower caliber opponent like if you're having db problems again tonight like that's (laughs) you're you're gonna be really really uh like i think we need to see some of the freshmen uh like I want to, I want to see Ashton Stamps. I also want to see he's not a freshman, but Laterrence Welch. Um, we were hearing about those guys having, especially Ashton Stamps, especially Ashton Stamps. You were hearing about him having great uh, uh, off seasons and fall camps, and like, and try him. He's he's got some more size than than Deuce does, a little bit more height than than Deuce does. Try him out, or or try him somewhere else, like. We we got to do something this week to start trying some things because obviously last week, if that's the the standard last week, we're gonna have to figure something out. Well, I think they'll get tested this week because uh, Grambling's gonna throw the ball a lot. They're gonna throw the ball around the uh, yeah. the yard. I mean, we're talking, you know, they, they could throw the ball fifty to sixty times. So this de- this defensive back room is gonna get to be ready a lot. Um. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, when you throw it that much, you know, you're going to hit eventually. Um, so, you know, there may be a big play that gets made, and then, you know, we're like, oh, well, I mean, when you throw it 50 to 60 times a game, you're going to you're gonna hit eventually. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how the defense backs play today, the corners. Uh, I mean, as you said, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, I want us to see also, like, just – the mental, the mental things. I mean, I know you're playing Grambling, but man, go out and play with some heart. No like, kidding. I understand. Like, again, I understand it's Grambling. I understand you, 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 you know, you're gonna go out there and you know beat on them. Like, you know, you're probably gonna go put up, go out there and put put up forty to sixty points. But like, there just needs to be some fire in them. Like, when you make a good play, man. Like, there needs to be some fire in these guys. And please, please, I want to see. Perkins get completely unleashed. Yes. Unleashed, man. If you know they're going to pass the ball 50 to 60 times and you know you have a a defensive backroom that's, you know, susceptible. How, how do you say Susceptible. Susceptible. <laughs> I'm trying to say it. I know how to say it. I know, I know what the word is. I just couldn't say it. Susceptible to big, giving up big plays. Unleash that man. 
Well, allow him to wreak havoc. Can you imagine Makai, Wingo, Mason Smith getting pushed up the middle and Harold Perkins is coming around the edge? Correct. Like, Correct. Come on. Like we I want to see that. Like I'm like let let Omar, let Greg Penn roam the middle. Uh, allow your best player to use his best asset. I, I feel like Penn can do just as good a job as Perkins Penn did last week. Anybody, any, any, anyone, <laughs> put, wait, wait, put one of the Weeks brothers back there to do that bull crap, man. I'm tired of that. I don't want to see that ever again. Again, again. I was scrolling through Twitter. I saw a video of Harold Perkins. I told you this last night. I saw a video of Harold Perkins dropping into zero coverage. Literally, he's dropped back. He's guarding nobody. There's nobody. There's a receiver over in the flat near the sideline, and he's like at least seven yards away from. Him. He's just dropping back. I'm like, <laughs> there's nobody in. The, there's not a running back coming out of you know coming out of the backfield. You know, coming down in the middle in the, in the box. There's nothing. There's not a crosser. There's no nothing. He's just guard nobody. Just watching. Just watching Jordan Travis sit back and throw the football. Uh, you know, I'm like, what the heck? Like, send the man. Yeah. Send him. Don't fake. I don't even care if they know you're going to send them. Send them. Like they're going to have a hard time having to, having to block him. Yeah. I don't. I don't care if it's Grambling. I don't care if it's State. I don't care if it's Alabama. Yeah. There was care. people last year that knew he was coming. They still couldn't stop him. Miss, I don't care who it is. Send them. Guess what? Because if you if you're sending them, either he's getting to the pass rusher because he's in a one. Uh, he's getting to the passer because he's in a one on one situation, or he's getting double teamed and we have an advantage. Either way, it's good for LSU. When you send yeah. Harold Perkins, either way, it's good for LSU. You, you uh, gotta make you gotta make teams fear him. You gotta make teams because last week they didn't they didn't have to worry about him at all. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't all. scared of him. I sure wasn't scared of him. Not at all. I mean, I got scared a little bit when he came oh. up to the line, and then he'd be like, "Nope, just kidding." <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, you definitely could put somebody else in that role and let him play the jack. That's like okay. This is gonna, this is gonna be really weird, right? But I'm staying. That's that's like in a movie, you know, in a horror movie, like when the kid walks up to Pennywise and he's down in the drain and he's like, hey, like, how are you doing, buddy? And he's like, I want you to come and play. And the kid's like, OK, and he's like, nah, just kidding. Don't come down here. I'm going to turn around. Uh-uh. Just just stay up there. It's better above ground. Like what? A, what, a, so what an illustration. Yeah, like what an illustration. It's, it's, it's going to sound weird, man, but that's how Pennywise ate, man. Let Harold Perkins eat. Don't tempt him. I need don't to edit. Tease. I need to edit with with Pennywise's face on Harold Perkins now. Don't don't tease. Don't tease the offensive line, in offensive line. Don't tease the the uh, the offense with Harold Perkins. Send him. Let him eat. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got to be let loose for sure. No, uh, no doubt. Hopefully, we'll get, see some of that tonight. I don't get riled up too much, but that that kind of got me riled up a little bit. So, Zach. I will. I, we do need to talk about a few things, though, <laughs> like outside outside of LSU college football. Number one, Colorado. Hey, prime prime as Colorado is the real deal. Dude, yeah, I'm, I'm right. right. I'm Shador Sanders, that. Travis Hunter, Send like log off. I'm, I'm that's must. That. They are must see TV right now. Yeah, I'm that sure. is must see TV. Um. Because as soon as this, yeah, we're done with our show. I'm going to watch Nebraska beat my Colorado. I'm, I'm going down there eating. eating Are you kidding me? And, and it's it's opening game in Buffalo or in Colorado for the Buffaloes. Perkwise, hey, that you gotta you gotta make an edit now with Pennywise face for Perkins. 
I'm telling you, man, it's it's like it's like the kid comes up to the drain and Pennywise pops up and he's like, you know, yeah, you, know, you want to play? <laughs> and he's like, this kid, turn around, this turn kid. around. I mean, that's what it was like. That's what it was. that's what it was on Sunday night. Harold Purse comes up to the line, you're like, you want to play? Oh, no, nope. I'm just getting back nope. out. I'm backing out. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? Oh, that no. But first, Colorado. Uh, we didn't watch that for sure. Uh, and also, Clemson made us feel a lot better on Monday night. <laughs> yeah, it, it could have been worse. You could be losing to an unranked team, LSU fans. Yeah, you lost. Then to you lost team. to a top ten team who's a national contender. You could have lost to Duke. Um, so it 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 can always be worse. Zach. It can Psych. always be worse. Psych. Psych. But man, but man, I'm watching every Colorado game. Like that, that is that is something I want to see every week. Yeah. Travis Hunter, Shadur Sanders, Sanders, Dylan Edwards. Like that was an impressive game last week. I I was thoroughly impressed. Uh, also, Zach, what do you think of the Texas Alabama game? What are your thoughts on the Texas Alabama? Obviously, that's well, a big game. Let me, let me give you the three games I'm gonna watch outside of LSU today. Okay. Uh, Colorado, Nebraska. I want to watch Ole Miss Tulane. I mentioned which, which Michael Pratt is a is a game time decision. I understand Michael Pratt may may play, he may not play, but I'm interested to see that game. I want to see how Ole Miss matches up versus a decent team. I'm not saying yeah. Tulane's a good team. I'm not saying they're a great team, but I think they're a decent team. Um, no, no so I want to see that Texas Alabama. Oh. It's at Bama, too. It's at Bama. I think Bama has the edge here, but I think it's close. I do think it's going to be close. Um, I disagree. Which Bama Bama barely won last year, right? Yes. They barely they, they won, won on, a, on a game-winning field goal. Game-winning field goal. And there were um, several calls that were very iffy. Yeah, yeah. That could If they had gone the other way, Texas probably would have won the game. I'm definitely rooting for Texas, though. I, I want to. Oh I mean, yeah, for sure. I I'm not. I'm not this guy that comes out here and goes, you know, SEC baby. No. You're like, well, guess what? Texas is already in the SEC, so let's go Horns. All let's right. Go. Uh, yeah, I want to see. I want to see them. Uh, I want to see them beat Alabama. Um, we'll see. I would. I would laugh my head off if Tulane beat Ole Miss. Um, That'd be fantastic. That'd be fantastic. I, I don't care. L- Louisiana team. I don't care that old Mrs. SEC it laughed my head off if they lose. I uh, will say this though. I don't think they're gonna lose, but I will say this. Ole Miss looks good. Yeah, they do look good. Ole Miss looks good. Jackson Dart, Trey Harris. Um obviously their de- their defense their defense is always the problem though. Their defense yeah. is always the problem. But their defense I-, I think is better than it was last year. But still, um uh, they their offense looks very good. They have several options. For Jackson Dart to throw it to, Quinchon Jenkins scored twice, but it was like goal line scores, and he only rushed for sixty yards. So they didn't really unhitch him last week, and we know what he can do. We know he's capable. So Ole Miss is going to be a team to look for. You got to play them in Oxford this year. Yeah, it's going to be tough. We're going to be at that game. Um, yeah. Excited about that one. Uh, Reagan transition here as we wrap up the show. Uh, Adesanya Sterling tonight. Oh uh, yeah. Adesanya, you said Adesanya, Adesanya Sterling. You talking about Strickland? I'm sorry, Strickland. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's de- Izzy's definitely winning that one. Strickland. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you never know. Out. You never know. I, I was. Uh, you never know. I know but... 
I know our listeners here are probably, you know, they, they wanted to see Dustin Poirier win and Dustin Poirier was the favorite, but I got, I, I was, I got to be honest and you can back me up, Reagan. I picked Gaethje. I picked yeah. Gaethje. Both, both of you and Logan said Poirier. I was the one that picked Gaethje. Uh, now I didn't get what I said. I said Gaethje in a decision. It was a great fight though. Which I fight. should see. That's my inexperience. Uh, that's my inexperience in UFC because, um, if Gaethje Poirier went to a decision, it probably would have gone to Poirier. Uh, you know, so anyways. Uh, but out. Gaethje got the knockout, so, you know. Knocked I mean, I, I'm interested to watch Izzy tonight. I think it'll be um, all Izzy. We'll see. I'm with you. Um, but I guess that'll be – I guess we'll be able to watch that after the LSU game. I'm assuming it'll yeah, be. Yeah, probably, so. probably so. so. The LSU game will probably be over with by then. In other Tyler, words. Tyler says he thinks Ole Miss will beat Tulane by 20. I know. I, I don't think that's crazy. I don't think that's crazy. No, I, I wouldn't be surprised to watch Ole Miss absolutely destroy Tulane. Uh, yeah. I'm just. I'd love to see it. You know, maybe a close game there. I want to see it Alabama yeah. Texas game that's close. I think Colorado's gonna go out there and wipe the floor with Nebraska. Absolutely. Whoever's a betting person, bet that line. I think. What is it like? Two and a half points, three points. Uh, let's see. Let's Bro, see. they're 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 covering. I would Did bet that get, line all day long. If you're a betting uh, man, two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, I'd be betting that line all day long. Uh, all right, Zach, we got a minute left. Let's give our our tools for triumph, TA tools for triumph, and wrap this thing up. What are your I'll What are your have, tools? I'll have one. I'll have one. And it's it's to work on the things that you were crap at last week. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all I got. You were crap uh, at sending Her- you were crap at sending Harold Perkins. Send Harold Perkins. You were crap at getting the ball to Aaron Anderson. Get the ball to Aaron Anderson. You were crap at covering uh, the receivers. Do a better job at covering the fever. That's all I got. <laughs> Just all do right. it better. Uh, here, here's your tools for success for me. Uh, run the ball successfully yep, that's, and that's get a successful that's pass rush. Run the yep. ball well and get a pass rush and you'll win this game like you should. You'll win this game like you should. All right, guys. Appreciate y'all listening. Uh, we've had two breaks, haven't we, Zach? We had, we've had two breaks. We have It's okay. We can wrap it up. We, yeah, we'll wrap it up. Really I think we've covered our comments, too. Yes. So, all right, guys, appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, it's a great Saturday for some football. Uh, I know some of y'all are going to be enjoying watching games today. We're going to be doing the same. Uh, we'll, we'll keep you uh, – Zach, I know, likes to tweet throughout the day uh, on our, our Twitter page. So, if you want to interact throughout the day on Twitter uh, about certain games, Colorado game, Texas game, Texas-Alabama game, whatever – uh, I'm sure we'll be a little active on Twitter today. And, of course, we'll be active during the game tonight, talking about tonight's game. So uh, if you want to get on there and interact with us, uh, uh, that would be great. Enjoy your your Saturday and some football, and we'll see you next time here in the Tigers Avenue. Five-star here, take us out. Peace. Peace.